everybody, and welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece universe front to back. I, as always, am the super rookie, Robocop Jacob, joined by my co-host and super veteran, Commodore Justin, your move, creep. Hello, everyone. Today, we are discussing the latest chapters of One Piece, chapters 1063 up to 1064. So if you have not read those, highly recommend you do so, because we're going to be spoiling absolutely everything. Sorry to our mm-hmm. patrons, if anyone's not caught up, we already spoiled it in the pre-show. I forgot <laughs> to say it there. I think you expected it at this point, though. I think, I think you expected it at that point, if you're listening early on Patreon. Um, also, question, Justin, why is your voice so low and smooth and ASMR friendly? Oh, my God. Oh, well, the truth is just that I've been a little sick for a while now. Oh, no. With <laughs> fever. Fever, no. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's, I ate the fever fever fruit where it makes my voice so sexy. Yeah, it makes me feel weird. There's kids in the house, and I'm I'm always fluctuating between when I am am and am not sick. So also listening some nice some nice hip hop music too to go with it, right? (laughs) So it fits the vibe a little bit. The music that you shared with me before we recorded this episode. (laughs) I'm very excited to talk about this batch of chapters. Yes, exactly. So what we have here is basically more setup, right, for what's going on to be Egghead. But at, at the same time, we're getting a lot of events happening outside of Egghead, which is making everyone go, what the fuck? Okay, so we get a final wrap-up of the whole Cake Island, at least what we think, right? The wrap-up of the whole Cake Island side story. Because last we left off, it was the German 66 siblings, they escaped, right? They escaped. But now it's confirmed, right? Because we were wondering, like, oh, the ice, the, uh, Kuzan must be here. And we confirmed, confirmed, yes, he is here. Cracker got frozen solid. And by the way, Pudding has been kidnapped. And then the next cover picture, confirmation, Kuzan is with the Blackbeard Pirates with a tied up Pudding. Oh, shit. Got yeah, it. that really hit seeing Kuzan of the Blackbeard Pirates. Yeah, and it wasn't because I originally I was thinking like, oh, maybe it's a temporary alliance where he's just helping them out for whatever reason. And that could still be true, but it definitely hits different when he's standing like in front of the sails. Yeah, we, right, st- we still didn't ship. even know like if he had just been working with them, maybe like an alliance or a contact. No, he he is allegedly at least a member of the Blackbeard Pirates. Yeah, that's what Oda was uh, insinuating with the picture story and also the payoff right away. Right. Because as soon as we get that confirmation that pudding was captured by the blackbeard pirates and, and also that same i'm sorry chapter. but if we're you mentioned we're, the drip check being a big part of this god damn <laughs> alkiji looks dope <laughs> he looks a lot better in pirate uh pirate clothing than he and sailor clothing than he does like in marine clothing he was clothing. meant to be a pirate the whole time hell yeah he was. like he was <laughs> he, he was, was made for this outfit he looks great in that corsair like frilly flow mm-hmm. and, and also while blackbeard pirates are here they are one of the most cohesive cruise visually in that classic pirate like corsair style look yeah i'm not sure if i mentioned this when they were attacking amazon lily but the black bear pirates are like the epitome of like what people fear in pirates right because the west straw pirates is a romanticized pirates where it's like all the good adventure parts the free spirited parts the black bear pirates are like no these are like what you see in Pirates of the Caribbean, where it's like the bad teeth, the horrible breath, they want to mm-hmm. kill everybody, they have weird-ass habits of like, I want to collect their skulls, drink their blood, kind of thing. Yeah, and they yeah, want to do whatever they want to do with with no restraint. The only exception I can think of is maybe Burgess, because he looks like he just wants to wrestle people. That's true, <laughs> he, he, doesn't, want... he doesn't really fit the, the aesthetic very well, huh? But at the same time, he lo- but it could be his thing, right, where he could be the epitome of like, no, I want to just suplex everything and everyone it doesn't matter who and what give me your strongest and that will crush them right for all we know but i still think burgess might be like the exception just from visual aesthetics alone also his power that they gave oh so i guess we're transitioning straight into that right so the confirmation that pudding got kidnapped and the theory do you have any theories of why she could be kidnapped i think it's straightforward right voice of all things third eye yeah I, I don't think we really need to theorize I, has yeah. it not been confirmed in the the story that Blackbeard has been looking for a way to read the Poneglyphs? I thought that was uh, confirmed. I don't. I never really thought about it because I just figured like, oh, maybe he knows how yeah, to read the Poneglyphs. It's probably not too. confirmed. It probably is just my head canon because it's been floating around for so long, and it it makes yeah. so much sense that he, also, he is yeah. like we know he's listed. His job is an archaeologist, but I just don't think we yeah. have reason to believe that he can read the Poneglyphs, and we have not yet seen evidence he has the voice of all things and and this is right up his alley as we said he's the truly like the piratey pirate he's gonna mm-hmm. 
steal the power to you know to read exactly it. Kid- i'm gonna kidnap the person who can read them i'm gonna force them to read it for me right um, maybe it's because he mentioned something about robin like wanting robin and that made us think like oh i guess he can't read pomaglyphs yeah so that could be yeah so that's why i said i think it that happened recently in wano i think that was a wano like cutaway or right before the reverie yeah so either that he's using pudding as bait, right, to get the Straw Hats to go after them, which I don't think is likely, but that could be a possibility to get to Robin. Or pudding with the voice of all things, that secret of the third eye. Because we don't know the full extent of that third eye. We just know that Big Mom knows it has powers. And right? I wonder if, yeah, like is pudding weak-willed enough to reveal the secrets or or they're going to be able to yeah. force it out of her? Or, well, hmm. at, at least at least in the hmm. one panel we saw pudding, she seemed pretty confident. In- of, like, interestingly, though. Her own devil fruit is the one devil fruit that could betray her here. Good, actually. Which is oh, an interesting oh, thought, yeah. huh? If you can, mm. in fact, remove the devil fruit power while keeping them alive, he could take her power and use it to, you know, to get the information. Exactly, just straight up from that. Just the possibility that now you have putting, yeah, with her powers. I actually forgot about that. I was thinking completely about the third eye, but yeah, her powers of just literally taking like memories and just wiping it away or altering it itself. That could be a good getaway I mean, power. Yeah. Just also the ability to view memories is, is pretty underappreciated. I think. Yeah. Like maybe to use pudding, right. To be like, Oh, pretend that she's escaped. Right. And then she goes to read the Poneglyph. She gets her information, uses her third eye to get extra info. I don't know. Maybe she can hear like, extra could, info. From could the pudding steal robin's memories from like when she was learning to read the poneglyphs and then learn how to read the poneglyphs herself by putting it in her own head would that work uh i understand what you're saying i would say no because you still have to like interpret and dissect exactly what that information means because you visually you can have the time now to study it right because you have the memory what if she like head. put it into her own head yeah you're saying like to actually <laughs> yeah, like, like, take the talent right um i would say no but Man, if she could do that wouldn't I would that be, be cool though if like if that yeah. was uh, the reason that her personality was skewed and she even had more personalities because she had certain like jumbled memories in her head isn't there from a, other isn't people. There a, wouldn't that be wasn't dope? There like, wasn't there a survival horror movie that sounds kind of similar to what you're saying? Oh, like, I have no idea. I don't, really watch, I don't really watch horror stuff. <laughs> it's like a schizophrenia, but you have like 21 personalities or something like that. I don't know. But either way, I'm imagining her where it's like, hey, Pudding, what'd you do last time I met you? Oh, you know, I just learned 35 languages in the span of uh, a week. How? I just met people. Okay. <laughs> you just, I just took their memory of what they knew. Yeah, that'd be okay. In my head. <laughs> There's a character in JoJo that can do a similar thing. That's why I had the idea. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So, so prior to that tangent, but we're, it's obviously relevant because the third eye is, is a mystery. Um, yeah, and also, like, on, just with putting in Blackbeard's possession her devil fruit becomes more relevant in my opinion so also now i really want more than anything now is if she's not going to be rescued by the big mom pirates which she's probably not let's be honest um i want sanji to be the one rescuing her and i want i need a hero from shrek 2 blasting at 110 percent volume when that shit happens <laughs> that because if it happens it has to be epic it has to be like listen to it i know music rights are really fucking hard especially if you're trying to get specifically like the shrek like, 2 version like super you need like i need like blackbeard trying to like suck away like sanji's devil fruit powers and sanji just kicking the shit out of him and being like no devil fruit <laughs> you know like exactly. that like something that epic yeah like what oh, I need you clearly have you, yeah you clearly have like fire fire fruit or you have like durability durability fruit i'm gonna take your power now he just yeah knees him or kicks him right in the face like nope god i would actually me, love that i would love for blackbeard to like vortex sanji towards him and just catch these fucking legs <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> sanji really yeah, needs a big moment he really does al- also you really just want a scene of someone kicking black uh, black yeah i'd love to out. see i want blackbeard i know he's gonna get it it's who's gonna yeah. who's who are gonna be the characters that give it to him like that really yeah. get to give it to him it's a shame it wasn't boa will it be anyone it be besides luffy i don't know or it could be a law because right now the blackbeard pirates are ambushing the heart pirates and i think it, it is <laughs> i mean it's i didn't say it could be the winning blow justin i'm just saying it could happen but there's a definite words. Let's retcon our own opinions and give a, a quick oh. shout out to the Heart Pirates. We weren't familiar okay. with your game. <laughs> <laughs> For, so a lot of people, um, a lot of us, I think myself included, 
were underestimating the Heart Pirates, right? Because we kind of saw them as kind of like a gag crew with Law being like the center focus of like all the power. Yeah, and like attention. literally in 1063, everyone was throwing around the memes of like Odin holding up the crew and it was Law's yep, face and all of his crew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that explains it perfectly. <laughs> Um, and to be fair, we haven't been really given a lot of opportunity to see them at their prime. They had, they did rescue Luffy when he fell from uh, Wano against Kaido right the second time. They did rescue him for that. But what I remember is like, for example, when the fire was spreading and then Beppo was immediately out of commission, or before um, the uh, the raid itself, Beppo and the Heart Pirates were captured, or at least some of them were. So, and Beppo is his like his first mate. So whenever he's going through a hard time. My mind immediately goes. Is Beppo oh, actually his first pirates. mate? Is that? I, don't know. I that a, so. I didn't. I don't know. I thought the impression I got. I I didn't I even it, think he had a first mate. It, it really does seem like he just kind of carries the crew. I thought it told us. It, that it makes Chibodi sense though. That, Beppo's a childhood friend, but maybe I was. I was assumed if he wasn't. I always assumed Beppo was because Beppo was introduced at the same time as Killer and Zoro back at Shibodi. Shachi right, and Penguin like, are also childhood friends though, and low key a little more impressive looking. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Were they the ones that were swimming and eating the explosive yeah. apples? Yeah, I, I mean, Shachi, <laughs> the name Shachi is Orca and Penguin. Yeah. Penguin, they're clearly, you know, water fighters. I don't know mm-hmm. why no one thought of that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like you said, everyone was underestimating them because, hey, whenever we did see them, oh, half the time they were captured or out of commission or like, you know, in a com- comedic sense, they're panicking, right? They're running away. With yeah. They were dying. They were surviving cartoon style. But it turns out it's because but... they were fish out of water. Exactly. And in their element, Look, things change. Yeah, and when, like, literally when they were fighting the Blackbeard Pirates, and everyone's like, oh, they got teleportation, they got contagion, they got super strength, oh, we're screwed. And then it's like, oh, but we're on water still. Yeah, Shotzi oh. and Penguin like, nah, we ain't screwed. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're straight up looking at the camera going, have you ever played Sea of Thieves? Here, let me show you what a blunder bomb does. <laughs> Just to fucking Dude, I, I really shit. did get that impression when... Uh, when Shachi shot his water bullets like at all the bombs, and he's just that panel of him smiling. It really is him yeah. like looking at the fan base, like eh, eh. <laughs> subscribe to my YouTube channel for more see of these videos. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, um, that was definitely like the tur- the big turnaround, right? And then Beppo was uh, assisting as well, like with communications. He's using his bare hearing, super hearing. Of it's like, hey, there's a sniper over there. Hey, you got go over there. You got assist here. So I was like, oh, so as a unit, they are like one character essentially like they play to the strengths they help each other out it's like oh this is a literal new yeah. world emperor crew like this it, is it was actually fucking crew. it's cool and refreshing almost to see like a, a crew that has a fighting style and a technique right that's mm-hmm. really we've never really seen anything like it at all and we, we kind of have discussed that we just haven't seen many naval battles at all which seems to be their specialty yeah and this is close to it. Like, we haven't seen cannon fire, but we're definitely seeing raiding going on, right? We're seeing, like, yeah. they, they're attacking each other's ships via the sea or the land. So we're definitely getting one step closer to that reality while putting still in the hold of Blackbeard's ship. Also, I think we have to give a shout-out because I think this, unfortunately, not unfortunately, fortunately, broke the internet for, like, a few days. Rule 63 law. People were going nuts over... <laughs> because the contagion fruit, right? The devil-devil fruit. Right. Were... It was this random gag. It was supposed to be, in their quotes, disorient the enemy, right? So we're going to pass this disease onto this crew that turned Oda into knew the that wasn't what it was. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is a bullshit. He knows this what is he, just what an excuse. Because this, okay, Oda was, okay, I think we can all agree, right? Oda's on a horny phase these Absolutely. last couple chapters. <laughs> we mentioned it in our last episode, I'm fairly certain, and I'm confirming, yes, he has yeah. been horny. And it's been leaking so much. I, like, I, I will bet that he, <laughs> at some point in the next couple of years, he's going to announce having a second child. Watch. <laughs> You'll see. Yeah, probably, probably. Does he have, I don't know how many kids he has. Another one. Watch. Yeah, another one. <laughs> I know he has at least one daughter, which is yeah, why, so... coincidentally, we're starting to see more of these father-daughter storylines, which kind of started in Dressrosa, right? Like Kiros and started Rebecca, and, and we're now seeing Kumabami, yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, sorry for jumping ahead. But, yeah, so we had this one panel, right? It's literally just one panel of Law in his usual outfit, right? But as a lady, you even see Beppo in the background with, like, the hair, <laughs> with, like, the carrot-looking hair. Yeah. <laughs> and Just no like a bob, basically that. a blonde bob kind of placed on Beppo's yeah. head. I loved that. 
and Nora was talking about that. I thought that was so mean. But at the same time, I'm like, well, Law's front and center. You can't deny it because, hey, Law looks really hot. I saw a you couple of dedicated it. posts to, to the Beppo. <laughs> a little bit? Okay, I didn't see any. So I'm glad some people <laughs> dedicate to that. But my point being is the fandom responded like so like predictably, but in a good way. Because it was just one panel that we see with Law. And immediately you see fan art. You see fan animation right like mm-hmm. the one that you shared in the discord where it's like oh here's some jiggle physics before the action takes place right like, the oh, animation I... of bonnie like putting her shirt back on oh i'm talking about the other one but that's that one too i'm talking oh, about the law, other one yeah the, the other one with uh, law fighting blackbeard yeah there's a couple of been yeah people are going crazy great fan that's the point <laughs> couple weeks yeah but particularly this one and then there are cosplayers now already like sharing off like yeah it's a simple cosplayer right? where it's a tank top and jeans and the overcoat and with the hat like, but it's also like, does Oda listen. have too much power? Can we ask that real quick? <laughs> because he, he literally is putting people in these outfits, right? If, he, hey, if he's using his powers for good, man, it all works out. <laughs> yeah, I, it it's all crazy. Works out. It's just crazy to think about, like, you know? Yeah. So, and this is also going back to my joke example back in Dressrosa, where it's like fan service and exposition two in one combo. Because after this panel, this was just a dumb excuse to tell us also, hey, by the way, I confirmed this logic, this fact, that if you have enough concentrated hockey, you can cancel out a double fruit ability, a double fruit effect, right? So if a double fruit effect is making you, you know, sick, or maybe it's like making you float or whatever, if you have enough hockey, like Law does in this example, he just straight up just wills out of his way and he's yeah. back to normal. That, that's a very which, big reveal. That is a very big one. So on one hand, all oh, that sucks because no more Rule 63 law. He was kind of hot then. But on the other hand, well, he's still hot as a guy. But I mean, I'm the same. The main point. Law. Yeah, it's law. <laughs> exactly. But on the other hand, we and got real this quick, big I'm information. Sorry. That's there. also why the Frankie thing makes me mad. Frankie is also hot and people are like, pervert. You know, not pervert. <laughs> Continue. You really want to get to the drip check part. <laughs> I do too, man. This is just Frankie defense, I think. Character defense. <laughs> the ultimate Frankie defense moment where it's like, listen, man, you're sailing on the seas. It's going to be hot out there. Wearing a Speedo is like the least, <laughs> like the least offensive thing. You guys need to He's chill. like a bodybuilder. Obviously, <laughs> exactly. you know, he's like, his little proportions are skewed. But, you know, Frankie's a good looking guy. Also, you gotta show off some skin. He's a cyborg. Maybe he has some, like, ammo he stores in his yeah, thighs. I don't, don't see why that. everyone's complaining all the time, you know? Yeah. What the hell, man? <laughs> Meanwhile, me, on the other hand, I'm just so respecting Frankie dude, being the wrestler of the crew. And I'm just like, yeah, this video fits the look as well, because he does a suplex move. But um, is there anything else we should talk about with the Law and Blackbeard portion, other than, like, we're really worried that at the end of the day that Law's gonna lose his you know, his devil fruit power. Yeah, the implications are more interesting because now this, uh, ev- all the major players of the Rocky Port incident seem to be gathering again because th- that was a law Blackbeard Kobe incident. So I yeah. wonder if we're going to get like some reveals about that soon because I don't know, is Kobe on the ship? Maybe got yeah, teleported I gonna, somewhere else. I was going to wonder, yeah, if they're going to reveal if Pudding and Kobe are going to talk. They don't know each other. So, or as far as we know. So we'll see if anything comes out from that. Like maybe Kobe and putting escape during the fight for all we know, right? Maybe Kobe and her team up and mm-hmm. escape the cells. That could be a possibility. Yeah. How do but, you, how do you detain a devil fruitless hockey master? And I'm not saying Kobe is a hockey master, but you get the idea, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, maybe, I'm maybe just, yeah. Kobe. Cause like, even uh, if you put him in cuffs, he, he could probably destroy them. Yeah, like not to be the meme of I can break these cuffs, you can't break those cuffs, sir. But like there could be a way where like, yeah, maybe there's like something around the area that he could use to pick the cuffs or whatever. Like, yeah, because he's he, like you said, he's not a double for user. So those sea prism cuffs wouldn't They're not going to weaken him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's just a, a guy in cuffs. Yeah, like, I, or, I wonder if like someone like Garp could ever be detained. Right. Food for just, thought. Like, that's, just, that's just brute force hockey, motherfucker. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I guess we'll see. But I really hope. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not. I don't know what to think because again, I'm just worried about Law and the Heart Pirates. Because as much as 1064 sold us that they are going to put up a really good fight, I'm pretty damn sure Oda is not going to have Blackbeard go over two in these last recent events. Right where Blackbeard originally went to Amazon Lily, he didn't get what he wanted there. He got Kobe, but he didn't get Boa or her powers. Um, 
his crew, I guess one for three if you count Whole Cake Island, I guess. But I'm talking about Blackbeard yeah. personally. Um, so I think in this case, maybe he doesn't take Law's power. Maybe there's a way where he gets the Poneglyphs somehow. And, or the Poneglyph information during the fight, and then they just hightail it. Yeah, as I've know. been saying, or been thinking, speculating, the Chekhov's gun in the room is the immortality surgery of the Ope Ope yeah. no Mi. Mm-hmm. And if That's this is how it comes into play, that seems to make sense. Yeah, like like a fake death out. Like I fake, definitely uh, don't think Law's winning. At the best, he's gonna escape. I would say. Yeah, escape. We'll so we'll see. Yeah, could go anyway. Yeah, I'm also just curious if uh, Oda's gonna spend too much time focusing on that fight, or like if that's gonna be the, the all we're gonna see for a while. Because it the last couple of chapters, it definitely seems like Oda's. It's kind of like what you've been saying, right? What you've been wanting. Where we're getting, we're bouncing back and forth between Egghead and like maybe five chapters or seven chapters dedicated to the outside world. Yeah. And these last two or three chapters have been dedicated to Law and Blackbeard. So we're gonna see if that continues or not. Also, I'm just curious about the next uh, pre-chapter story because I think at this point, Oda's not gonna have more. Maybe he will for a little bit. Like you know how he does like the the one shots where it's like fan. Um, yeah, he'll t- he'll take a break probably in the next maybe one yeah. or two more depending. We'll see. I, and then we're both agreeing that the next pre-chapter story will most likely be Yamato on Wano, just from popularity alone. Also, I, I the think connection. So. To the, yeah. Also, the connection to the the ancient weapon, and that gives a, a convenient way to show maybe like Momo training. Yeah, exactly. Refining his uh, hockey after that Lord Dump we got from uh, not Lord Dump the uh, the, the magic the, building, the, like the organic retcon. We mentioned this in the pre-recording. The organic retcon that, oh, hockey does prevail over Devil Fruit. Like, literally, if you just have enough, you can cancel out effects, which does introduce a new dynamic to the battle system that One Piece has established. But at the same time, because Law is, like, a really powerful super rookie, it's implied that it's a really high ceiling to achieve. So, like, maybe Riley can I, I do it. I think we've we've gone beyond the super rookie phase, strangely enough. Yeah, at this point, it's New World Emperors, right? Yeah, like, like you can't trio. really see them as the, the young upstarts anymore. Do you think Kid knows how to do that? Concentrate hockey? I hope oh, no, so. I, thought... <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know why. The way I, I, I would actually it, it say like I'm almost, throwing... I would say yes, he does. Yeah, I, the way I, I'm sorry, the way I worded that was unnecessarily throwing, like, shade, shade at Kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, he's, it also, like, it never really was confirmed that he was using hockey of any kind, ever. That's also why I was asking. Yeah, he seems so like Magneto. it is fair. Mm-hmm. So, again, we'll just have to see what happens with Law and his crew. And then uh, also, there was that moment in Wano when, like, Luffy was doing cool, like, advanced hockey stuff, and, and Kid was like, what's going on? <laughs> You know? Oh, he did do so that, that kind of made him look bad as well. Oh no, the mid memes are real. <laughs> yeah, so you know, yeah. So I guess that's also why Oda's like I'm focusing on law. Kid, kid, kid's doing his own thing. <laughs> yeah, kid, kid really did get left to the wayside. I'm sorry, kid fans. Yeah, still, still time. It, There's still time. It ain't over yet. What would Roll sixty three kid look like? Anyway, sorry, moving back, <laughs> moving back <laughs> to more important things. The Straw Hats back at Egghead. So 1063, right? I know we're dropping around, but we want to get the other outside Egghead portions out of the way before we jump back with our Straw Hats here. Uh, Luffy, Choppy, Choppy. <laughs> I got mixed up with Chopper Choppy. and Bonnie. Luffy, Chopper, Bonnie, and Jimbei, right? They're all still together. Last time we saw them, they, were, they found their the, the Holy Grail of the Straw Hats, which is a food machine. And yep. Luffy, Chopper, Bonnie, they're stuffed themselves full. Atlas is impressed how much they ate. And then Jimbei's like, I just look like this. <laughs> just like Jimbei. Also, You're a the, man, the Atlas vibes are just... I know I've been saying the more and more Vegapunk we see, the more good guy they are seeming. And that just continues. Continuing and continuing in this. It is. But then we get a wrench thrown in there because then they go, well, time to go back to work. Violence. Right. And, and then the pacifist like, shows up and it's immediate violence. Yeah, so it's almost like they're very upbeat and positive, but they're aware what they're doing is also bad. Or maybe that's just their personality. I don't know, because I don't think Atlas... Because you know how 1062, they showed off like each of the satellites had like their own subtext. I don't think violence was Atlas's, was it? I forgot what it had subtext. Yeah, violent, or, or Atlas's wrath. wrath. Okay, maybe that does fit. I so guess. It, does, I it does line up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe I'm thinking too much about it. But either way, that could be something, because I know that Chopper or someone reacts to, like, violence. But, but, but that also still makes me wonder, like, what is your job? 
(laughs) Because it's not just to do the fighting, because that's what the pacifistas are for. To make good inventions, but then complain that they're not fully realized, which is wrathful, right? Where it's like, oh, I can make this food machine, but they don't give me the supplies from the factory (laughs) or something like that. But we'll have to see more of like the others, because so far, Atlas is kind of matching their uh, subtext, but Lilith isn't, because Lilith's subtext is evil. But Lilith has been kind of a friendly uh, tour guide so far for Team Sunny, the other half of the Straw Hats, right? So we'll have to see what the subtext really mean. But back to Bonnie's team, Luffy's team. um, Did you notice that when the pedestrians like came out, like after their initial ruckus, there was no like life? Because usually when Oda introduces a new arc location, there's these like marketplaces, there's families, there's like there's like people having fun in the background. In this case, it just seems like people like spaced out and they're like just talking about work, like they're just robots. Yeah, right? I-, I was thinking they seem to be like automatons Automatus. of some kind. Yeah, so almost that. Yeah, almost like they're robotic. Because like you did say, Jimbei made the the reference they appeared out of nowhere as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just so, there's something weird happening. Yeah, or at least at the very least, like they are like automatas, like we've been saying. Where I just didn't think they'd be bland because so far like you know we got atlas and lilith and they seem like they're first they have personality and then we also got like a super nintendo controller on one of the buildings we have some crazy looking tomorrowland buildings it does seem like they would be bland but then again those could be designed by yeah and would a government island have like people citizens probably not uh any's lobby did but the excuse we got for that it only well, had, no, it said, it uh, had, that's on the outskirts, on the harbor or the market side. They said the people were already evacuated as the Straw Hats were pushing was, through. There was no the market side of any lobby. Oh, the, the village side, the household side, the city side, the town side. There, there was like barracks. Definitely no people. I, man, I must, I must be misremembering it because I, rem- I thought I remember. I, I, I understand there was like a weirdly town-like structure like on yeah. the, the walk-in. But yeah, I'm, no I'm pretty sure it was it's like offices and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, my point was I was going to say is that we didn't see people then, so we couldn't. We don't have a good like one to one comparison right. to like government islands. So we, we so the, the ones we've seen are any's lobby, like Marine Ford, Punk Hazard, and this. Marine Ford was a fortress, like that was straight up a fortress. Uh, Punk Hazard was an abandoned research lab. So yeah, we haven't really had any, I guess the excuse to see a government island with people doing their jobs, doing like normal things. But either way, it still stands out that they're just kind of robotic, right? They're not really chatty. There's definitely no kids that we've seen, at least. I don't know. I don't remember kids in the background, but that could... They were, like, small figures, you know? Yeah, they could be, but they could be small robots, for all we know. Um, they just don't look like just people. Designed. They're mostly, like, face-covered, you know, baggy clothes and... Yeah. So, and then obviously, you know, the big thing is they do get new outfits, but we're going to save that for the end of the episode, because we're going to do it all at once, the drip check. Um... We do see an introduction to uh, another Kumo pacifista. Uh, this one just straight up is just Robocop. It's just fucking Robocop. He's mm-hmm. missing the helmet that's covering his eyes, but he's wearing sunglasses. It's close enough. Uh, also, he just has police on his chest. And he just, maybe he's just like, oh, like theft of food, theft of clothing. You're coming with me, creep, before he just starts blasting them. Um, but before Luffy can retaliate, Bonnie stops him, right? And then... We we knew we as the audience already knew like from 1062 or 1061 that yeah, Kuma's her dad, and in, in this uh, 1063 she reveals that yeah, Kuma is my dad. Please don't hurt my daddy, right? You get that panel where she looks mm-hmm. like she's about to be obliterated by the laser beam, but she's crying, going like, "Don't hurt my daddy." But then we get the uh, panel right next to that face where it looks like a normal human Kuma holding a baby Bonnie, which is incredibly cute, but. Doesn't Kuma look a lot like Cobra in that picture? The hair, the chin, everything. Yeah, it looks a lot like does Cobra. Indeed. I don't think that's unintentional for Oda to be like, "Hey, look uh, at I the parallels here." Yeah, we got parallels with another King Princess storyline going on here. Which I don't know. I didn't imagine seeing Bonnie as a princess, right? Because we knew her as a super rookie pirate, and I'm just like, I don't know. But then again, this is what Vivi wanted to be, so. This could be, again, our reminders, our correlations of, like, hey, Vivi might still be relevant. Come and run. Just reminder. Look at the relevancies here, the comparisons. So that could just be intentional. That could be the purpose as well to see those comparisons. But, yeah, regardless, we get that dynamic, right, where Bonnie stops the Straw Hats from just destroying that pacifista. And we also get 
kind of a it is a, a little bit of a forced exposition dump, unfortunately, where 1064, right? They look like they're very old, right? Out there in their disguises, the robot doesn't attack them. But, and then Jimbei just goes, correct me if I'm wrong, Bonnie, but, and then just goes a whole page of history. <laughs> just, <go> off, yeah. <laughs> just out of nowhere. It's like, so I guess it's confirmed that when Jimbei gets old, he's just going to rattle on history. Also, it's going to be me in the future. <laughs> we, we were, well, we kind of learned, or it was implied, something interesting about Bonnie's devil fruit, because again, there's some speculation that she might just be able to heal herself by reverting her body to a younger state. Yeah. But I, it kind of seems here that, that is not the case, because we have seen drawings of young Jinbei, and he mm. did not have his scar or tattoo. But here, when he was de-aged, he did still have both. So that kind of seems to imply that she can make them younger, but not actually revert like any uh, anything about their state. Yeah, he was I a teenager. Was... Oh, I thought he was made older because his hair looked white. I don't know, it it, it was kind of whitish, but he was definitely he didn't have any small. So... He was like the same size as Bonnie almost. Yeah, that's true. Well, then again, so is Luffy, but and he was super old. <laughs> so again, I was just confused because like Luffy, Chopper, they're made super old, mm-hmm. and then Jinbei got D. And then her that's and him think. were young. Okay, yeah, two two, I guess. Um, either way, he just <laughs> he just looks kind of funny with his, his like his, his blonde or light colored hair, just yeah. skewing like random history facts. Going, yeah, your dad was a piece Does of shit last night. <laughs> What was that? Does he dye his hair black? I don't know. Or maybe, oh, yeah, because I know that when you're younger, your hair is, like, when you're really young, your hair is a different color a lot of times. Um, mm, true. Well, he's like, not I know, like, that he, young, though. Like, personal example, like, my hair was, like, kind of, like, dirty blonde when I was, like, very, very young, and now it's, like, dark brown. But, um, yeah, I just don't know if that's the case in, for Jinbei. <laughs> We're talking about Jinbei's hair for the last two minutes. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Besides Jimbei just throwing this lords up on like, hey, body, your dad was a piece of shit last I remember. He was routed out by his own people. He was a tyrant, hence the name. He became a pirate, and then he got captured by the government. However, Vegapunk gave him an offer. Either you spend the rest of your days behind bars, or you become a warlord for the government. You allow me to clone you, and you allow me to augment you. Right? I think that's one of the three pieces of information, right? And mm-hmm. this is the freedom, right? So you don't spend your time behind bars. You're a warlord, but you're you're not behind bars. And Bonnie even admitted, like, no, everything else sounds about right, except for two things. One, he wouldn't augment himself because, well, willingly anyway, he wouldn't willingly augment himself because well, that's hold basically on. a life I don't sentence. think she was, like, surprised even about the augmenting, but she was surprised that he gave up his free will is what it is. That, 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 that's what she's, yeah, that's what I was leading to. Where not like the cyborg himself. itself, but the, the mind alteration. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. Sorry, I wasn't clear about that. So by Kuma agreeing to augment himself, he's basically agreeing that every single piece of his body, mind and soul, essentially, would be a property to the world government, and they can take that away and augment it, right? Replace it with mechanical parts. And that's why she said that's basically a death sentence on its own. And so that doesn't make sense. It's also important or interesting, I think, that she said he hated the world government. Oh, yeah. Like, that part to me made sense. That's very interesting. with the Revolutionary Army. But yeah, but the way she emphasized it, because she was so fucking angry. I, see, I think you can be a revolutionary even without having hate, right? So I think that it's a strong word. So saying that like, yeah. he hated the world government, I, that implies a lot of stuff to me. Not only the the use of the word, but also just that she was just fucking angry when she was saying it. Like she had like a, a like a lightsaber, like a ver- uh, lightsaber version in One Piece, where she was just so yeah. angry she just hit a bunch of junk with it. And of course, Luffy and Chopper are like, oh, it's so Watch cool. this be like a super powerful weapon. And we're going to be like, why was that in the trash? <laughs> Watch. Yeah, like all the junk that's here, right? And then Oda was very sure to remind us that Bonnie had that beam saber with the ass shot, right? Where Honestly, she's like, yeah, well, like, that could be part of the theme of like, oh, failed devil fruit. Like, oh, trash lightsaber. And it's all like amazing still. <laughs> Just Vegapunk yeah. doesn't think it's that great. Mm hmm has such high standards that the stuff that could actually be useful and still help on a smaller scale, he just considers it trash because he wants like, everything to This be. plane can only fly on this planet? Whack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying to go to space. We need, we need to master this anti-gravity technology and go Which, to that scene. Yeah, but oh. real quick, uh, anti-gravity. <laughs> Literally anti-gravity mentioned here. is a thing. Yeah, so we space, were speculating. Space, space. Yeah, we were speculating in our Skypea episode, right, of like, hey, maybe Skypea is more relevant than ever. We have these mentions now in this arc of literally, hey, we can, rec- we can replicate the sky cloud technology so you can just walk around on fuzzy clouds. I wonder why that was brought up, huh? And then right before that, 
we mentioned that hey this giant ass titan this this titan that can fly around this mecha has these giant jetpacks but it's easier for it to fly around because this uh terraformed climate that we created also includes like anti-gravity technology so that when you're just flying around with a certain propulsion i think the anti-grav is in the robot not the the atmosphere oh i thought they said air, i thought she said air conditioning no she's she said uh when they're like it's flying and he's like or she lilith yeah. she goes oh yeah this is vega force one it has anti-grav it has an anti-grav unit and jet thrusters Oh, okay. I thought the way that when she said air conditioning, I wasn't sure if she meant inside the robot. I thought she meant like just the climate itself. Why but either way, a, also, right. why do they have a twelve on if it's Vega Force One? That's confusing. There's some weird numbering <laughs> stuff going on here too. Yeah, there's yeah, there's definitely some uh, hijinks going on because I think Oda did confirm that there was a typo or mistranslation or like a misdrawing. Right, like Wrath was supposed 06. to be O six or if I or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be whatever it wasn't in the original. <laughs> mm-hmm. So either way, regardless if it's in the air or if it's in the robot, it's probably more likely to be in the robot. You're right about that. It seems simpler. Um, simpler in quotes. Anti-gravity, simpler. Um, it's in the robot, which means, hey, there's a possibility that, yeah, maybe Vegapunk is trying to master the, the craft of flight, right? And maybe eventually go beyond the sky and go into the stars. Also, I mean, it kind of seems like he has it down already. A little bit. Which makes right? you I mean, wonder again the question I've been asking. For the long-time listeners, where are the planes and the flying <laughs> where, ships? Where are the planes? Are they all just kept here at this island? And then the wood government's like, no. Or, yeah, it makes you wonder if they're like, absolutely not. <laughs> you cannot release that. This, this will disrupt, you know, the delicate balance of the world that we have it at or some shit like that. That they're so keen on Be- And it. that would make sense because they want the people segregated, right? This island system and how hard it is to travel is probably in their favor. Yeah, exactly. Keep it so that we, our version of the truth, our papers are the only things people are having to have connections to the world. Don't actually have technology to do it like that. And like also, easy. what the? Okay, so the last thing I think is that so they're uh, the Zoro group, Nami group are going to meet Vegapunk with Lilith. We yeah. we went through everything else, but Zoro, who was like, "I've got some business with you." Yeah, and then and they then... get there, and he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna chill here on the ship." Yeah, so I so the student versions, right? The 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 scans that we saw definitely seemed like Zoro. Uh, by the way, Brook too. Uh, they were both like, yeah, I don't trust her. I'm staying on the ship. The 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 official version from uh, Viz said I'm on ship watching duty. Made it seem like oh, it's just my turn on rotation. Yeah, so it makes me. I hope he has like a a side an ulterior motive here. Yeah, but definitely it screwed up a lot of theories that people had. Like what what does Zoro have to do with Vegapunk? Why did it seem like he was a personal thing? And then Oda's like, eh, never mind. <laughs> or it's like, eh, that's not what I meant. You but on uh, uh, the silver lining here, we're going to get a Zoro and Brook storyline. Let's go. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Also, this pairing. is also convenient because that means Zoro and Brook are by themselves. And let's say maybe a certain other Marine group like Tashigi's group comes along. And then all of a sudden, mm. you know, there's less people to get in the way for some very awkward, tense conversations. And Brooke, the musician, to help set the mood <laughs> with his music. <laughs> and he's just watching, like, with very keen eyes, just going, like, hey, don't mind me, Zoro. I'm just playing the music. <laughs> and it's like, it's like laying the tramp music going on. <laughs> like the spaghetti scene. <laughs> uh, as they're, like, awkwardly fighting each other. I don't know. There's possibly that they could do. But, however, what offends me the most is that, despite that fan canon possibility happening, is Oda making Brooke stay behind. And the reason why I say that is because we're transitioning out to the drip check, right? Or is there anything else we need to talk about? Honestly, I agree. I Brooks always like so drippy. It sucks that we don't get to see him, but I, I think we will. <laughs> it's so, coming. So yeah, so that was part one, right? The part that we're not going to see Zoro and Brook, at least not right away, right? In their egghead drip. We're not going to see that, which is unfortunate because Brooks usually a 10 out of 10. However, my point of bringing up Brook in particular is because all the ladies in their drip are likely wearing underwear as their outside drip. And Brooke is always like, hey, may I see your panties? And he's staying on the ship. <laughs> and he's not there. And he was so close to greatness. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm on ship watching, dude. I can't do it. And even then, though, I don't think it's hard to confirm, though, because we had this discussion pre-recording. Without official colorings or without more panels to like gauge like exactly what the outfits look like, there's a possibility that yeah. there could be skin tight jumpsuits. They could just be like onesies and like a lot of leg showing, which I th- I'm on board with that. I think that's what Oda is doing with that. 
but at the same time, it's like that is a lot of skin you're showing off. But it, it makes the biggest it. difference to Usopp's outfit. Yes, so that's actually the main reason, not because we're also horny, but yeah, we are too. But Usopp's outfit. So the TCB scans, that's, that's what we get like every Thursday morning, right, or Thursday night. They usually include colorings, and they have like their own headcanon look of like what they think the colors are, and they're usually very good. But in this case, it's, it drew a question, at least to me and Justin, of Usopp's outfit. Because Usopp has uh, what I want it to be the best outfit of them all, because he has a very classic mecha pilot outfit. It's almost identical to Lilith's, yeah. where it's the skin-tight outfit jumpsuit with the flight leather jacket outside. And he's got his goggles on. It looks fantastic. He looks like he's ready to pilot a Jaeger and kill some kaiju. But there's a little feature with his left leg, and it looks like it's rolled up or cut off, at least in the coloring, right? Because before, I thought I it just was just it was part of the jumpsuit. I thought it was an accentuation. Yeah, I thought it was just a jumpsuit, and that was like a band, right? Or like, a, like well, something that you would wrap around your leg like when you're working out or something, or like a toolkit. But instead, it seems like it could possibly be a rolled up leg sleeve. And then we're going, why roll up one sleeve? I really hope it's not. <laughs> yeah, because it kind of ruins the whole outfit a little bit. It just looks so tacky. <laughs> it just it just looks so off. And, and it's just like cause... I need to make a petition here for a petition. For speaking of like legs, uh-huh. you need to stop putting Sanji in shorts. <laughs> I, nobody wants this. No What's wrong with hairy Mediterranean legs? What's wrong with that? <laughs> this is like easily bottom tier drip for Sanji, like bottom two, I think. Which is sad because I don't think he looks that bad, but because Sanji does have good drip, you are right. It's just it's too casual for Sanji. Um yeah, it's just not because Jimbei, on the other hand, look has very identical, like Aloha friendly clothing. But it looks perfect on Jimbei. Yeah. Like, he looks great. He looks like uh, the, the scientist, the doctor from Lilo and Stitch, with that look, with his frame and everything. Sanji looks like a tourist, at best. And a weird one, too, because he's got the shorts. Like, originally, I did like it at first, and I still do. But, yeah, he's, he looks best when he's, like, looking very professional, when he's looking very pizzazz. It's also the fact that we're in sci-fi aesthetics, and he's also just it's matching just the exactly same old Jimbei's. shit. Yeah, it's just, it's matching Jinbei's. Two, it's too casual. And three, why can't he look like Lelouch from Code Geass with, you know, when he has like a right. whole like over, over the top duster where it looks professional, it looks sleek. Maybe Brooke's going to get that. Hopefully Brooke gets that. But yeah, Sanji just looks, it, because it was revealed after Jinbei as well, it does seem like it's a copy paste as well. So it definitely. This is just a, like a worse version of a Skypey outfit. That's what it feels Skype- like. And the Skypie outfit looked really great because it was a, a, an adventurer. It wasn't like a tour guy. And this one, he's right. like, he's wearing Vega Punk shorts. He's got like the, <laughs> the, sorry, they're not Uggs. They're Dom shoes. That's the, the, the one piece version of Uggs is Dom shoes. Man, in Luffy's outfit, it looks like he's a nutcracker with those shoes on. <laughs> it does. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Luffy's got the second worst, right? Are we I think that? so. Luffy? Yes. Yeah. It's, there's, I hate the aesthetic. This is like universal as well is I hate the aesthetic of a character wearing long sleeves at the top and then shorts at the bottom. That's also why, like, on a, like I know it's another series, like Hunter Hunter. I don't like Gon's design for that reason. Because he has, like, over... Like, I'm okay a, with over, that sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, right? But personally, I'm talking about personal taste, yeah. is he looks like he was wearing, like, an oversized sweater or a jacket, and then he has, like, boy shorts. And then, to me, I just hate that combination. I think I, the jacket, if you're wearing, like, an over jacket, long sleeve or shorts, it's weird. If it's, like, a long sleeve shirt, I think it's okay. That looks like a jacket to me. Anyway, so, regardless of what but you're... But this is not. To, the over also, jacket. I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this but is you're saying, okay. referring to over jacket, this looks like an over jacket Luffy is wearing. Right. And it's like, are you wearing shorts or anything? I'm assuming he is. But it just... Because we're told over and over again, right? Because every single straw hat has the exact same reaction, right? Where it's like, oh, it's so light. It's so breezy. It's so cool, which makes sense. Tropical weather, right? But it looks so heavy at the same time. Yeah. It looks heavy, but we're being told it's super light. So I guess we're going to be told, like, oh, it's like some nanotechnology. Right. I'm right? waiting for the reveal that it's actually, like, a super powerful armor. Yeah. Like, like oh, made of wobble I... metal threads. Yeah, exactly. I, it's, it's like some double fruit that I fed this linen, so therefore it gives it like the super light features. You're actually wearing double fruit clothing, which would actually be kind of sick. Um, but yeah, Luffy's look, unfortunately, looks kind of plain. Um, what I think could have been a reference or a little better is I was imagining like, um, I'm sorry with the near references, but I think like 9S 
from near automata where he has like the same design i was talking about like, i usually don't like where he has like the long sleeve jacket on top but then he has like the cargo shorts beneath to go with the boots that would have been a little better but i don't know this is just the the look that oda's going for where he's like the over jacket at the top not a fan of it but we'll see it more in action um let's see we talk about jimbei sanji luffy we're kind of starting low chopper does look good in that outfit he looks incredibly cute yeah that looks perfect it looks him. much better it's basically the same as luffy's and except he has yeah. like a little hell like a bottom half helmet thing this is actually a good comparison where it's like the size of a person's frame does actually it, absolutely matter yeah it fits him, yeah. his body better because he's shorter and it like it almost looks yeah. like a dress in a way but you know for, but, for it, chopper but it just yeah, looks but, weird on luffy it's like a half dress like a shirt yeah like, you know but, like yeah and that overcoat look does fit like smaller frames like we said because yeah it looks like a little kid like like we're about to go walk to school <laughs> on a winter morning it like would look that. better if it were just a little shorter on on uh Luffy. yeah yeah a little bit um and then lots of mention uh chopper looks like we're gonna be like a space helmet as well that's incredibly cute as well um we mentioned kuma with the robocop looking gear yeah that's all dope. right um we've been beaten around the bush a little too long no never mind we still got one more frank we, we talked about bonnie already we know that she looks great yeah, she looks great. Thank you, Oda, for the ass shot earlier. Um, oh, I think as well. I think Frankie's the best one. I think so too. I he think just, it's easily the best, the best looking drip. Like, oh my uh, god, the colorizations had him at like maroon and pink, I think, and even then, that looks, looks great. I imagine this being more like Optimus Prime, where it's white, blue, and red, where or like a combination because like Optimus Prime. Yeah, but even then he just looks like a see i was imagining like red blue yellow because he has the cyclops visor so it makes me think of the old x-men color scheme oh, okay. blue yellow and then the red yeah i was thinking robot because sci-fi aesthetic but yeah that could work too with the x-men um yeah just the way that he he just loves his outfit too like he's just showing off going like oh, i look great and then sanji ironically calls him a perv even though he's wearing pants um yeah uh frankie just looks absolutely great i love his outfit the most uh yeah even like the little the monkey wind up like spinner on his head yeah, exactly. it really adds something it looks great yeah it, it adds that toy maker that toy aesthetic i think that it's movie like seven the part of the headphones as well it's cool a little bit yeah he's looking, so this is one of his best drips i think one of his best ones yeah all right so we've been beating around the bush uh let's talk about the main two obviously like what do you think of nami and robin so actually don't think i like robins that much okay okay you 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 opened that nutcase nutcase i Thank am you. Gonna, I was gonna yeah do that. it looks I was a little do that. Thank strange you. yeah okay it's so, it's not like okay here's what i'm saying so aesthetically it's it's not completely off kilter it's like a different type of futurism it's a little more cyberpunky right is, yeah is what it leans into post-apocalyptic it just i don't know it's not hitting quite right for me given the surroundings yet at least it just feels weird like almost like she's like a goth biker yeah it's a clash of aesthetics that don't really quite match um i wouldn't say personally it's just honestly she's missing like one item of clothing either it's pants or it's maybe like a longer fishnet maybe even it's like highs, chaps maybe. or something right but yeah it does seem to be missing something i agree yeah so i like the, i like the coat well it, yeah, it's the say, bottom like, half that doesn't work for me exactly so like, I think we can both say, right? Like, she looks ridiculously hot. That's not the question. The Obviously. question is the outfit. It's, yeah, the question is the outfit itself. Like, would it's, you I mean, want... it's Robin. She doesn't get any less hot when, you know, she's yeah, wearing course. bad clothes. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just point that out because you said the bottom half doesn't work. And it's like, not in the way you're thinking, listener. <laughs> Where it's like, no, the bottom <laughs> half does work on that side of the brain, the lizard brain side. The, the nerdy, yeah, over-analytical side. It could look cleaner as a full outfit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So originally when I saw this, I was thinking she's missing Daisy Dukes because that could be like sexy Terminator. You know what it right? is? I can when I actually take a closer look, it's because Cyberpunk is like a busy, often it has a lot of zippers and extra additions to the clothes, and they're totally nailing that on the sweater. And then the it's just totally bare on the bottom half. And it's a yeah, conflict that does not look good. Yeah, again, it's like Oda was like over it was designed the character and then he got to his horny brain, he's like, eh, panties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the bottom is just like bikini. Yeah, bikini. Fuck it. Um, I think what could fix the outfit is again, if you're going with a full Terminator reference, so the sci-fi aesthetic, you just give her Daisy Dukes, and it's like, oh, that's sexy Terminator, right? Leather jacket and jeans, but instead you just make it. Yeah, Daisy Dukes with the same aesthetics, some some like uh Yeah, and you still show off the leg, right? Yeah, some you still have the sexy leather leg. stuff, some but zippers done. 
or if you're going with what you're saying, right? The cyberpunk post-apocalyptic look, maybe instead of like the knee high she has, maybe like thigh high fishnets, right? Something that's more like nightlife. Exactly. Something needs something. It's need too something. clean on the on yeah, her lower half. It's just strange to see. Situation. Yeah, because the garter belt, like the waist garter belt that's attached to her underwear with the jacket, it just looks a little, like you said, it's just off the bottom half. It's just, it's missing something. Again, that being said, Robin's incredibly hot, but it's put on some pants. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, pants. if I'm at a Halloween party and, like, I'd be asking this girl out immediately. Oh, you know? exactly. She's, she's going to be the one attracting all, everyone. <laughs> but you know who else would also be attracting all the guys at the Halloween party? Nami. Yeah. And for better reasons. <laughs> after I shot my shot with Nami. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> after I shot my shot with Nami and Bonnie. <laughs> So Nami probably has the of the three like Bonnie, Nami, Robin. I think she has the best one. Bonnie has the dark colors, right? But Nami has the yeah. bright, right? So it could be yellow, right? That's what Nami looks really was. good in bright it could be colors. White, it could be light blues. Yeah, not to mention she just likes the outfit itself, so that alone makes it much better. Because I remember at Wano, I also didn't like that outfit because she didn't. I like agree. It. It's uh, yeah, which. <laughs> That's another thing. Why? With that outfit, she's like, oh, this like doesn't seem right. It's, you know, like, well, and then I we guess it's because, it. actually, I take it, I, I think it's because she, she maybe had had a vision in her head of yeah, what like, she a did. ninja she should be look an like, ninja. but I wish they'd leaned into that a little more, you know? Like, I would have liked to see her get stars in her eyes, like, thinking she's going to be looking badass. Yeah, I mentioned it in the episode where she they should have gone full, like full fan service with like the tacky look from Soul Calibur or give her the actual ninja layered outfit she imagined in her head either or they went kind of in the middle and I'm just like eh, you're missing something um, and in this case it's like no she absolutely loves the outfit and I love it too personally um, yeah, I, so I guess I'm another... a little conflicted or I don't necessarily understand her fashion like <laughs> musings I guess in that case she wanted to be the ninja and then she got like the sexy kimono instead and she didn't want that in this case, she was pleasantly surprised because she didn't know what to expect. I guess. Yeah. Either way, good way was wasn't this it. also something that we weren't sure about? Like we, because I thought it was like Bonnie's, where that could be panties or a onesie underneath her outfit. But you said that could also be like just pants. When, on first look. I I thought she had leggings on, but yeah, there does appear to be like a separation line on where her one piece would be. So yeah. I think that probably is yeah, like a bikini bottom. Either way, I'm saying she's the best looking of the three. Yeah, it, it'll like, see that's the thing. Hers will look good either way. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yep, her arms are free, so you can see the tattoo. Her hair's out, and then just like all the other outfits, you just see the full. Like this arc is the 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 buns and thighs arc. So we're all oh, leaning yeah. into that for sure. Definitively. Uh, <laughs> definitively. So no matter what the colors end up being, I think Nami's the best looking of the three. Just because again, Robin's is just missing something at the lower half. Looks hot, but it's just missing something. Um, Bonnie's is almost identical to Nami's, but just darker colors. And long sleeve, right? Yeah, she has uh, long sleeves, too. Uh, oh, she I has, really like... I don't like Sanji's. <laughs> I'm looking at him again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Poor Sanji. It's Luffy's not even a sci-fi. Weird. It's like, it's not even a sci-fi outfit. It's not. See, again, I don't know. I'll, I, I'll I get that with... I'm saying this about Sanji and not Jinbei, but Jinbei just no. does... It just works better. I don't, I don't like know what to I tell said, you. Like I said, Jimbe, I connected to Lilo and Stitch, and that's a sci-fi, uh, that's a sci-fi movie. So that's enough for me. Sanji's is copy paste, and he doesn't have that same frame as the scientist because Jimbe has right. the same it's frame. Right? It's like as okay, Sanji's not in a Why? suit. I'm gonna put him in a Hawaiian shirt, and you know, and, and yeah, up his and bottom. not like a and not like a fancy like militarized like mecha uniform or anything like that. Something sharp and something sci-fi at the same time. You could have been lazy. Especially given when like, you've already proven that he looks great in like a special mechanized suit, you know? As if, Like a right? skin tight suit. I don't know. It could be a joke, literally, because it looks like Sanji doesn't like his outfit either. So there could be the possibility that Sanji does just changes his regular suit pretty early on, for all we know, or like his Power Ranger outfit. No, he actually I would, I would appreciate that greatly. Yeah. But it, it does look like everyone else loves their outfit except for Sanji. <laughs> So I'm just the only one that doesn't like his outfit. So it kind of does match how like, yeah, how we were saying that we don't like his outfit. It, it seems like Sanji agrees, right? He's just like, oh, I don't like what I got. Also, this like a little side note, because we're doing the drip check. It's weird how you can wear those boots, those Dom shoes. You pull the lever back and it looks like it just shoots up the clothes. 
How does yeah. that work? Because it didn't show it, right? They just shows them pulling I, the lever. I think that was a shoe adjustment. It was no, like, no, they said the shoe adjustment, and it gives them the outfit, right? The next page, they turned it, and then it gave them their whole outfits, and that's this is their reaction. Um, is that so? How it almost makes me. That's how I perceived it, anyway. So it makes me wonder if these aren't even like real clothes. Like maybe they're so light because they're holograms, right? That they're light, so it makes us think that they're clothes, and they're still wearing their regular clothes underneath it. But then again, it's super light, as if they're not wearing their regular clothes. I don't know. I don't know. But, well, oh no, okay. I was. Re- it does say they got their costumes from the dressing transformation. They went oh, okay, for so like the same too? kind of okay. machine. Okay, so I guess they, I guess they did that just outside the machine with the shoes. Either way, the shoes are the uniform part. So yeah, so I mean that's it, all the it, drip, right? Yeah, that's all the drip. So um, then one more thing at the very very end, Vegapunk right. is talking to someone and telling them, "Yeah, oh, I think I'm gonna be dead soon." And the person on the other line is like, whoa, dude, like, don't joke about it at that. He's like, oh, I just yeah, thought I should like, tell you that. And he's talking to Dragon. Yeah, the fucking Monkey D Dragon of the Revolutionary Army, the main guy in charge. So and I'm, Vegapunk, who we thought was, or at least I thought, like the main mastermind behind the death and destruction that the world government has utilized on the world, is talking to the Revolutionary Army leader, which adds a very complex dynamic to like, okay, what the hell happened? at some point or what is going on Yeah, what is vegapunk's whole spiel yeah so it almost makes me wonder if like he realized like a portion way through or even recently that oh what i'm doing is really bad let me contact someone else to try and stop this right yeah. or if this was or if this has been going on the whole time and the revolutionary army has been yeah it's like, possible vegapunk's two-timing the whole the entire yeah. time we again there's we just need more information as of recording we're not going to get a new chapter this week unfortunately um so yeah the episode's going to come out after the the bye week so when this episode comes out it should be before this early a couple scans of days yeah so well, we might get answers for that because i think the next chapter might be a flashback backstory with vegapunk kuma bonnie even dragon maybe we could be getting that next chapter or that's just a teaser because it might be too soon in Egghead to give us a backstory arc. I don't know. Right. But again, we the, that transition made it think like there could be backstory coming next. So I guess we'll see. Also, maybe hopefully we'll get teases eventually into what Zoro and uh, Brooke might look like in their Egghead looks. I swear to God, if Zoro gets another Aloha shirt too, <laughs> that actually might yeah, look better I'm actually, on him. But... I'm having trouble visualizing exactly what I would put Zoro in. I already, I already said what I would want for Brooke. I want him to have it look like Lelouch. Yeah, that would look That's, great. Yeah. But for Zoro, oh, you know what? Give him a Jedi robe cloaks. <laughs> Just give him the Jedi look. <laughs> give yeah, him honestly, the, yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that. Give him beam sabers instead of his three swords. That's basically he what he was wearing it. last arc, though, except they'd be brown. <laughs> like brown yeah, it'd be robes. brown. Or it could be white if you're going for the Obi-Wan look. If it's like a the not the cloak itself, but like the the garb underneath it, maybe a combo of the two. I don't know, but I don't know. We'll see. I thinking Zoro looking like Jedi and Brooke looking. Yeah, like that'll be Lelouch. interesting. And hopefully Sanji looking like someone else because that outfit's kind of bad. But either way, I'll be looking at Nami, Robin, and Bonnie the whole time, so it all works out in the end. <laughs> um, I think that does conclude these two chapters. Uh, where can they find you, Justin? You can find me at Twitter. Or on Twitter at Jitsu, J-I-T-S-Z-U. How about you, Jacob? Where can they find you? They can find me at Jacob Miranda on Twitter, J-A-C-O-B-M-E-R-D-A. Yeah, I always fuck up my spelling. <laughs> Why do I keep spelling up? You've, you've cursed you want... yourself, I think. Yeah, with the curse, curse, uh, the tongue twister, tongue twister, double fruit. Um, if you wish to talk to me, follow me on Twitter at Jacob Miranda, J-A-C-O-B-M-E-R-E-N-D-A, all lowercase, all one word. Please do not speak about film red spoilers. However, that's coming out in the United States in about a week and a half, a week from now. Like it's getting uh, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be one day away or two days. Yeah, that's actually true. And I do plan on seeing it on Me too. premiere day. So we'll yeah, probably have an episode Friday. dedicated to that. Yeah. Nice. So that's probably going to be our <laughs> next or an upcoming episode. We'll be talking about film red. Um, I'm not sure if you want to talk with us on Friday night about film red. Hit us up in our Discord. That's the best quick way to reach us. We'll talk about One Piece stuff. We're really active Absolutely. in there. Absolutely. We'll have a we'll probably have a whole thread dedicated to just film red spoilers. Yeah. Um 
And oh, if you want to leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes, that would that would be greatly appreciated. The same way that Nami's eyes lit up when she got her new outfit is how we look when we get a review from you guys. So we appreciate that very much whenever we get that feedback from you guys. Thank you. And that's exactly the same way our eyes light up when we got the subscription from our new patron, Mark. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And if you want to be like Mark, you can also support us on patreon.com slash OP is OP. Links in the description. You'll get a special role on our Discord server should you choose to join. You do not have to, obviously. And you can always join the Discord for free as well. Just come chat with us. Absolutely. Thank you guys very much for listening. See you next time. (laughs) 